0: Mike, Mike, and Huffman. The- monday january 20th 2020 the day after pga and sag weekend this is another episode of mike mike and oscar another oscar race checkpoint for you hopefully kind of a brief one or a a shorter one today but we know how our track (laughs) record is with that i am your co-host mike one this is co-host also mike also
1: mike bloating out the intro already because (laughs) i wanted to uh you know give you guys a call back to everything we've done this year i mean i think it's a good time to do it look we've Completed all our Oscar sprint profiles after 1917. I think there's 28 episodes, 27 episodes in that series. You can go on our SoundCloud, listen to the entire playlist. I think they all hold up. I mean, they're they're fun episodes, so go back there. You know, most of the major Oscar nominees are covered there. We also have covered a bunch in Oscar Race Checkpoint episodes and MMOW episodes, which you can use to relive the entire award season and i know that's a lot of fun for me with with other things with my podcast listening so go back to all the orcs and all the momomos <laughs> All the MMOWs, all the orcs, Oscar race checkpoint episodes. Again, you can find the playlist in our SoundCloud home base. There. Finally, look, I mean, nobody studied Tarantino this year like us. Yeah. Nobody studied Joker like us. We did the Joker character study in the Tarantino rewatch series. So please, I mean, I, I know we, we've done very well with those series, but uh, this is a perfect time, you know, to go back and uh, do a little binge listening. Uh, we ha- we think, we hope, and uh, we thank you for it.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of stuff, obviously uh, covering this Oscars. Racing this award season in depth. We call it an Oscar sprint. It's probably more of an Oscars marathon, but that doesn't roll off the tongue as well. <laughs> so uh, we do cover movies, like Mike said, reviews, the whole award season. It's all there and all separated in the playlist on SoundCloud if that's your game or if you want to do Apple Podcasts. And every episode we have is up there. So we do appreciate you checking that out. As for what this episode is going to be about, the SAGs happen. The PGAs happen. The Best Picture Race is all up in arms and everyone's tripping over themselves, declaring Parasite as the film to beat. Mm-mm. so best ensemble <laughs> went to parasite we'll start with the last yeah.
1: award it was a really wonderful moment they got up there on stage it Kang was Ho song you know opened up with his speech and it, it was a touching moment the crowd loved it and that's definitely a show of strength for parasite throughout award season whenever their name has been mentioned the crowd goes wild yes uh this particular group of askers went actors or asters askissers went nuts <laughs> and it, it's a big moment now the crossover on this award show isn't great Best Ensemble has only crossed over to Oscar's Best Picture 45% of the time since 1995 that's 11 out of 24 Michael
0: yeah look you figured Parasite has enough momentum and enough Support and and backers it was gonna win I thought anyway it was gonna win one of these four precursors I predicted it to win the Golden Globes drama I thought it yeah. was gonna have the night it had last night at the SAGs is the night I thought it was gonna have at the Golden Globes really got those mixed 1917 had their night at the Golden Globes Parasite won the SAGs last night it was it was nice to see it was beautiful to see and look I, I don't like the film but I'm all in favor of, of film in general making people feel things and I saw people on film Twitter talking about how they got all emotional when Parasite was up there accepting the award and that's great that's awesome well A lot of people have been in love with South Korean film for many years, for decades.
1: A lot of people have been in love with international film for decades. So it is really a cool moment. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It it hasn't happened a lot at the Oscars where you get that crossover hit that's going to be a contender. In more than one c- category, literally more than one category. Yeah. This is nominated for six Oscars for a reason, and uh, I-, I was excited to see that moment. But I'm a little hesitant. I thought your breakdown on Twitter and our social media
0: was excellent. You have it in the three spot. There's a no, gap. it's two B. It's two B. You know, I updated the power rankings last night after the SAGs. I think it's okay. it's entrenched itself as it, we're down to three pictures. We have three pictures. 1917 is the front runner, and there's only two contenders left that can win Best Picture. It's so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. So let's finish that analysis
1: when we get to PGA, yeah. because I, I think it's a good one. But uh, I do think it's a, it's a moment for Parasite. It is important.
0: It yeah. does matter. It gives them a puncher's chance now. Absolutely. They're in the conversation. You win SAG. You only have to win one to really have a chance at Best Picture, unless you're a million-dollar baby, which... Won nothing. Crash, I thought, didn't win anything either, but you corrected my record, and I was quickly researching that last night, and I missed that SAG actually won the, the SAG. Crash won the SAG award. I'm all hyped up. I'm running <laughs> on nothing but caffeine and adrenaline. Crash won the SAG award, so it did have that one precursor. I thought it had none when I spoke on Twitter last night. I was wrong, because I'm wrong. No, but <laughs> mil-
1: Million Dollar Baby was the ultimate late breaker, yeah. for sure. It, and it, 1917 maybe. Yeah, but mil- 1917 is winning a lot of stuff. It's so the it's- late release
0: that's winning all the early awards Correct. And it's I winning think best that, picture i think that's happened more often yeah. yeah
1: we're gonna we're gonna cinch that argument later on but let's get into the other awards here from the screen actors guild renee zellweger won best actress for judy mike we have since 1994 18 out of 25 winners at sag have won the oscar
0: for best actress that's 72 this this is over this is over i thought Charlize might have a shot academy queens they talk they kind of just confirmed something I had thought in my head was happening already. Bombshell had to have been nominated because it has support in the actors branch. So I thought that support might rear its head. And I saw a lot of people last night predicting if one of the actor races, acting races, was going to be upset, it was going to be Judy Garland or Renee Zell, whatever her name is, that woman, uh, Renee <laughs> Zellweger. the testament how good a performance <laughs> must have been. It was going to be Renee Zellweger not winning. I don't know if that's because people actually believed that she didn't have support or mm-hmm. people were just bored by the fact that it's January 20th and these four acting races are done. She also said y'all in that speech. Like, Where did that time? accent that come from, like, by the way? That
1: was like Hillary Clinton on the campaign oh, trail. Oh my. That was like. I mean, she was
0: leaning. And I yeah. was expecting black. Eyes to start y'all, playing behind her. Y'all know how good an actor I am. <laughs> I sound like this. Yeah, and by the way, Renee Zellweger has never had a Texas or Southern accent. Well, a little bit, but not as no. I don't know if it was just she might. She should have gone up there with spurs
1: and a cowboy hat on. (laughs) She was leaning into it, honky tonk, darling. (laughs) I loved it, and I would like that Renee Zellweger more often. Plus, it's part of the acting trick. It's like Daniel Day Lewis getting up there being, you know, Stipe from
0: uh, REM. In my meta mind, like I hope she parlays this out to the academy awards Mm -hmm. where it gets to the point on oscar sunday where the clip they show isn't from judy at all it's just achy breaky heart a clip from the music (laughs) video
1: (laughs) but think like she's bridget jones she's judy garland but she's really this honky tonk cowgirl no
0: she isn't that's the thing this is a lie this is a this is the greatest performance of her life
1: yeah maybe so uh let's get in the best actor now joaquin phoenix won for joker he actually made a
0: damn good speech he his people had to have gotten to him right because the golden globe speech was so what the hell are you doing and this speech was the hey christian bale can you suck once in a while leo how you doing my man do what we can for the environment (laughs) no more
1: private jets to yeah, that, Sarasota Springs. That Golden
0: Globe speech was did not win
1: him oh, over that, many that friends. Pissed but, me off. I mean, I yeah. was I was ready to do the Occupy Wall Street, just you know, march. I was marching around my living room like this. Rich guy. Occupy Joaquin. Occupy Joaquin. But no, no, you won me back. This is how easy I am. I'm one over You're immediately. you the only one. Everyone was, was gushing over. Because we want to love yeah. his performance. We want to love him for sure. Uh, let's look at the Oscar crossover. It's very high here. Since 1994, winners at the SAG Best Actor category have won the a- Actor Oscar 80% of the time. That's 20 out of 25. It's over.
0: This is over. Lead actress is over. What are we going to do here? We over. Got, there's not a lot to discuss or analyze. Dunzo. Well,
1: now we probably analyze in our category pods like how did these rank against other years yeah
0: I mean we're still going to do our category reviews and we're still going to read the tea leaves and I'm going to put on my conspiracy hat and try to find some kind of in but for all intents and purposes I think the four acting categories got their doors slammed last night
1: Laura Dern won for Marriage Story and Supporting Actress that crossover's at 72% with the Academy
0: that would have been the biggest upset Laura Dern working on her first Oscar, so beloved by everyone she works with, at least in front of a camera, is what yeah. they say about her, would have been a huge upset to me out of any of the four if she ended up not winning last night. So this is a terrible analogy, but is this like the Giants winning
1: in 2007-2011 <laughs> <laughs> at a 10-6 and six record regular season? The team's not that good, but they're having a great postseason. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. I mean, I, Laura Dern had, had a strong performance, but it's not an all-timer. I mean, it's it's very very good it's probably actor actors love it and here she is running away
0: with this thing which in other years there's no chance she does this yeah probably I mean this isn't the best performance of her career but that's Ooh. a testament more to her career than it is to this performance yes it is yes it is
1: supporting actor went to Brad Pitt stand-up comedian Brad Pitt because he got up there for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and dropped three comedy bombs I mean those jokes were excellent
0: and I... <laughs> I don't care about his awards campaign. I just want mom and dad to get back together and move into the house.
1: (laughs) He nailed Quentin Tarantino about his foot. That was very
0: funny. I don't care about it. I just want mom and dad back. You understand? I'm like a little kid from the divorced parents seeing them like they went out to dinner that one time and they were still flirting a little bit because they got a little wine drunk. And I'm just like, it's happening. It's happening, isn't it?
1: I, I, but, you know, he won for a movie once upon a time in Hollywood here, Mike. I'm, I'm very happy he, for he, all of this. It's one of our favorite Did movies of the year. Did you see the
0: way he and Jennifer Aniston were acting backstage? We don't do celebrity gossip, and it's for a reason, because neither of us are good with either gossip nor relationships. Oh, but God. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston is happening, people. It was it's coming over, back.
1: All over the place last night. Uh, the, the, she won for... The morning show. It was a surprise win too, right? Surprise I don't know much win. about
0: the TV world, but
1: well, there, I thought there was a lot of surprises in the really? TV world last night. It was interesting. Like Fleabag did not win Best Ensemble; it went to Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh wow! A couple, a couple other ones were surprises. Sam Rockwell won, and he hasn't been sweet. I thought all. that was a surprise when I saw him. I was like, "Yeah,
0: good for him."
1: Jarell Jerome from When They See Us has been beating Rockwell otherwise.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's been winning everything up until that point, so that was so, yeah, surprises in in TV land. But but this uh, was the SAGs pushing these two forces back together that belong together and. We're all going to be happy, and as the children of the America's Sweethearts couple that all of us are collectively, we should be rooting for this.
1: And yet she thanked Adam Sandler at the end of her speech. Well, I mean... Because they're having Murder Mystery Adam Sandler is the prototypical
0: guy friend of every hot girlfriend or Miss America-type wife that they need. You think Brad Pitt is intimidated at all by Adam Sandler being in Jen Anderson's life? Look, Adam Sandler
1: is the funny guy, friend. If anybody's gonna beat Adam Sandler in a, uh, you know,
0: charm off, it might be a comedian. Mike, that picture that I put on our Twitter of him mm-hmm. holding her hand—that it's on his chest. I know we don't do. But this is gossip. why.
1: This is why Brad Pitt was so funny last night. He was trying to oh, get. Her yeah, back oh yeah! Oh yeah! He put on the
0: charm. Adams, this is where our podcast
1: is going. I can't believe it. I was trying to steer us away from this. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. Look, this is bigger than any of us, Michael. The crossover for this category is sixty-four. <laughs> It's the least crossover we've had of the big four. 16 yeah, out of 25. But
0: take that in concert with everything else Pitt has done this year and how much he's just killing people every time he's in front of a microphone. He's I mean, great. taking the shot at Quentin Tarantino, I think, might have even won him over more fans. Yeah. And it was a funny bit. And put this-I'm gonna put this on my Tinder profile. <laughs> I've had marriages that didn't work out. With the camera, the balls of that director last night to cut to Jennifer Aniston yep. when Brad Pitt made the joke about failed marriages, by the way whoa, (laughs) that guy could play for my team any day. Nonetheless, I think this is over. I mean, supporting actor, probably I would go out on a limb and say out of any of the other categories, even probably more so than Joaquin, I think it's over.
1: Yeah, I think that crossover stats from other award shows are even stronger. So even if it didn't happen at SAG, uh, it, it happened everywhere else. Last uh, film award of the night was best uh, stunt ensemble, or the other one, not the last one. That went to Avengers Endgame. There is no crossover here with best VFX. I was just curious. They've been doing this for twelve years since two thousand and seven, and Inception is the only time. Huh. That's eight percent, one out of twelve. Interesting. The only time uh, a VFX went to the uh, stunt ensemble award.
0: Great crossover, great stat, and great find by you. Uh, sadly, this is probably Avengers Endgame. Not top for awards season? Probably. Mar- I,
1: I would guess, you know, something else is going to win at the Oscars.
0: For yeah, I would, I would guess that too. They usually go practical. We've talked about that. Marvel put out on their social medias to celebrate this nomination, they put a picture of like the cast. Yeah. I was like, well... I mean, if ever you were going to give the stunt people that worked on your film some shine, Come wouldn't on. you put a picture of them or sure. at least a shout out or a tag or something? I want to
1: see a Spaceballs level <laughs> stunt double <laughs> photograph. I want to see a portrait right. of all
0: these yeah. who almost look I mean, alike. this is their moment. So yes. I, would, I thought that was a little... Bizarre, but all right. Good for Avengers Endgame. Good for the, all the stunt people that should have won. Especially since my mom ran
1: into a friend from my of a yeah, friend, yeah 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 younger brother of a friend from my childhood, who I, I reach apparently, out to us. Reach out to us on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I talked to you, him. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. gonna have to reach back, yeah. but it, apparently he's a big stunt uh, stunt double yeah. in the industry, a stunt man in the industry. Hope he hopefully he loves Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and
0: Death we, Proof. We and, didn't get into it, but I, I, he he has to. Otherwise, we can't talk to him. That's the rules of my. We're gonna Oscar. talk to him. Come of on, course these, we will.
1: <laughs> he's scooters He's, his nickname as a kid was Scooter. Now he's just like the best, I mean the best at his job. I wonder if anybody calls him Scooter nowadays. But I'm gonna call him fucking Scooter because that's that's your name, damn it. I'm
0: sure he appreciates what that being guy. aired out on no, this what podcast. What a great guy! What a great family! I'm so happy for his success. Yeah, looking was, forward to talking. To that you. was that blew my mind to, to realize that stunt people are awesome. I mean, this should be a category at the Oscars. We keep pounding the table. This <laughs> casting. There's like two or three others that should be categories at the Oscars. It's kind of unforgivable at this point that they yes. aren't. And even if you wanted to have the whole, well, the Oscars are already too long speech, there's ways to get around that, while still presenting all every award and giving people their shine, and et cetera, et cetera. We talk about that all the time here. Now, can we say something about the SAGs,
1: though? I thought that was a really well-run award show. Blew I mean, the with critics the Critics' Choice out of the water. Oh, yeah. With the Levies early on making some funny jokes, Catherine O'Hara was in there. I mean, they had good presentations. Mm-hmm. They also mixed it up. They gave, like, a serious presentation yep. by Jennifer Gardner, by a couple different actors along the way throughout, which was smart. Like, don't try and go for the hammy joke every single time. Leave
0: that to Brad Pitt.
1: But it had room to breathe and the actors got up there they felt comfortable. There wasn't really awkward moments. There was really strong smooth deliveries where they were comfortable where they were delivering funny stuff. I I thought it was an excellent awards show the
0: best of the season thus far. Uh, Completely co-signed everything you say and that's because they had the greatest director in the world who had the balls to cut to Jennifer Aniston after (laughs) Brad Pitt made a bad merits joke. (laughs) Alright well let's get into the PGA awards Mike because... I could not find this to watch it.
1: Neither could I. I we were basically skulking around yeah. on Twitter, you know, following Next Bex picture and all our friends who somehow had, had faster draws yeah. on the on the quick draw McGraw, McGraw the tweet trigger there. Yeah, they're they're awesome at that. In 1917, won most outstanding producers for a motion picture.
0: Nothing surprising to me. No. I've been on fire with my predictions on Twitter lately. I called this yeah. at the start of the night and yeah, this makes sense. Sam Mendes has been in bed. For 25 years now with major producers having worked for Amblin back in the 90s. Now he's with Universal. I I don't understand why people didn't think this would win. I thought it was kind of obvious. I kind of I was gonna put cosign,
1: you know, also Mike on the yeah. tweet, and I, I regret not doing it. I was gonna, and then I'm like, maybe I, I leave wiggle room for myself. So you Something can make fun wins. of me if it didn't happen. Make, make fun <laughs> of you. I always like to leave room to make fun of you. If, if
0: I, I was can. on an award stage and talking about failed relationships, the camera would cut <laughs> to you. <laughs> Hopefully. From your, ears, from your mouth to God's ears. From your mouth to God's ears, because that would mean great things for us, my friend.
1: Uh, but look, the Oscar crossover here is twenty-two out of thirty. This award show goes back to nineteen eighty-nine. That is 73%. The last two best picture winners won here first. So this is a strong carryover.
0: Yeah, it was the last two. Then there was a two-year break where the PGAs didn't get it right, and then it was some, I don't want to don't quote me, but the string in a row was like seven in a row, nine of the last eleven or something like that.
1: So here's the argument I want to make for 1917. I think it's going to hit a magic number. I don't think it's going to come down to preferential wow. balloting. Because list, listen to all the, the groups that are going to be behind it. I mean, you have this 10 Oscar noms. We just went over I mean, the sound branch is going to be for 1917. Production designers, maybe a little more towards Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but, but we'll see. Cinematography branch going to be behind 1917. Director's branch, producer's branch now, and then, you know, go into the couple other technical groups. 1917 is going to have enough number ones, Michael, where it's probably going to hit that magic number and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's not going to have a chance.
0: If you want to get gross about it, too, and appealing to the less savory members of the Academy that are out there, it's a white movie. Yeah, It's a very white movie. Well, it's, it's, so it's, it's inoffensive to those people that can't handle seeing other types of people in their films. So
1: here's where I'm at. If Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins BAFTA, then I'm giving Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a puncher's chance. If whoa well, whoa
0: whoa whoa if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins BAFTA, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's probably the front runner. If it goes to England and wins on 1917 stage, but here's the thing:
1: I'm still not, I'm still not going to say that because yeah, it's a large crossover, but it's just schmattering, Right? You come here and you might get, you might get. So many number ones, as these branches are indicating, that it could hit that magic number.
0: I have more to say about Once Upon a Time uh, in Hollywood and BAFTAs. I don't, I don't, th- I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I, I th- think, I think I th- 1917 has a huge swath of support about across a billion branches. I absolutely agree. And could it hit the magic number without getting to preferential balloting? Sure. I mean, it's
1: it's been on fire lately. To me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood needs to win BAFTA for me to consider it as a major contender. We can't have thing. Eric
0: Weber on this podcast. <laughs> I, I'm going to end
1: up hurting both of you. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) So you still think you still think it's going to get... I mean, I guess we got to study that actual magic number, do the percentages like we've done everywhere else. Is, I am I mean, look at all the branches that have been tabbed in 1917. Once
0: Upon a Time in Hollywood is playing with house money at this point. You just need to win two precursors. And I understand the argument that the Critics' Choice, there's not a lot of Academy crossover. The Golden Globes, one, it was only comedy and musical one. Two, there's not a lot of HFPA to the Academy crossover, if there is any at all. I understand that. But I just still think there's enough, support for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood it did get nominated amongst all these branches it did have it does have its two best picture wins already you only really need to win one i mean i cited that last night there was all kinds of movies that only have one of the big four wins it would win WGA if it was nominated it would, but
1: does Tarantino piss off the Writers Guild a little bit by not being involved? Is that still a thing? I don't know if it's still a thing. I, it might I mean, they know who he thing.
0: is by this point, you know? They've given him two Oscars, so it's not like they haven't given him This is a conversation I had with Stacy Callister on Twitter last night. It was saying, basically, he saw my power rankings and he was where I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite is 2A and 2B. I listed them alphabetically. uh, And he said, and also it let me put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood ahead of Parasite. uh, But he (laughs) said that you may want to recheck those because of the WGA. And if Quentin doesn't win the WGA, he's not going to have any of the big major precursors, this blah, 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 the crossover stat with the best picture. But the bottom line is, original screenplay at the Academy Awards is more important, obviously, to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's best picture chances than it is to, than a WGA win would be. So... Yeah, we could theorize all we want about the WGA being in favor of Quentin Tarantino or not being in favor of Quentin. If it wins original screenplay, like it hopefully will. I mean, honestly, at this point, it's the front runner, but anything could happen. I think that's going to aid its case. And I know we just talked about how that may not be the inverse of that may be true, and maybe it wins original screenplay because it's losing momentum in the best picture race. I, I, I don't know. I would think that that's going to be a sign of strength amongst all the writers.
1: I still think you're getting 1917 strength shown in the original screenplay category by by it's getting a nom there. So I think you're going to get number one votes from that
0: branch as I well. I don't. Then why the hell isn't it on its own show getting a screenplay nom? Well, look, the BAFTAs could uh, cop. I mean,
1: they're going to be rattled after their nominations after their so White nominations. You never know what they're going to do.
0: So they're going to vote for the white movie? Then Parasite's going to win, right? They,
1: they're <laughs> going to vote for the harmless... Everybody is behind this movie. Everybody thematically can can put their vote behind this movie without it being controversial. We've seen this happen a hundred times, Michael, with Best Pictures along the way. I just, I'm just lo- thinking of the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I can't see old people going for that at the end of the day when you got this smooth composition like 1917 that does it the way so many it's a great fair, films it's a fair have done point. It. And I just I at the end of the day, I could see more people going for the less audacious film. Now, all that being said, that's conjecture. If 1917 wins BAFTA, I think we got a good little debate going here. It does that lock it up
0: for nineteen seventeen. So that's a little well, teaser
1: for two weeks from now.
0: That's where I was gonna go next and maybe to wrap up this segment is nineteen seventeen, we talked about it in our BAFTA Awards or BAFTA nominations episode. It has some glaring holes for playing that quote-unquote home game that it is. And BAFTAs have this history of taking the best British film that is the best chance to win best picture yeah. and giving it everything. Been propelling it to the front, having it be the the centerpiece of conversation after the BAFTAs because they want to have it be the best Best picture chance right. out of any British film. It has holes that you would think make it weak. Because it has such a glaringly spotty resume, I still think it'll do well. I don't think it's a slam dunk to win the Bathas, and I keep having this conversation with various people on social media. Yes, uh, 1917 is the front runner at the Bathas. Obviously, it's a home game for it; it should win. It should be expected to win as well. If Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is able to sneak in mm-hmm. and win that Batha and beat 1917, I just think it's a whole new ball game, man. I just think it's going to be a big, big deal. I think it, it's a big deal, but it,
1: it's. I, I don't put Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a favorite there. I'm probably picking 1917, no matter what, unless something wonky happens with the DGA. Now, if, you know, Bong Joon-ho, I mean, well, this, this time... Is, I was going to
0: ask you this. So, if, if regardless of how you put 1-2, if Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does stun and win the BAFTA, yeah. is Parasite out? Is it a two-picture race instead of a
1: three-picture race? Parasite m- might not be out, because you never know it could get magic number votes. from. I mean, it seems like it's got acting... Magic number?! Yeah. I, again, I don't... What do you think the magic number is? We don't know... What, oh, I yeah, have no idea. Right, right. So you can't scream at me magic number if you don't well, know what the number is, and I don't know uh, what it is. The first the international number... feature winning on a magic number would be
0: huge! I mean, that means... It, well, you know... It, would win, it wouldn't well, have one PGA. then? What did Moonlight
1: win by? What did you think Moonlight won by? I, my guess I, is Moonlight won by a magic number unless the number is fair. huge. I, mean, I, I get it, I get but it. But Moonlight was that indie film that people probably voted won, and other people didn't see, and they didn't vote at all for it, so it couldn't have won preferential balloting is my guess. Whereas something like Parasite, I do think you're going to have, you know, New School Academy. You're going to have a lot of the actors branch. You're going to have a lot of people who have come over to it. Vote it won. I mean, you have the best film of the decade speech surrounding that movie. So I think it's a, it's not a love it or hate it thing, but it's a support it or don't thing for Parasite, I think.
0: Parasite also gets buoyed. I, I expected it to win the SAG in part, not only because I expected it to win some precursor big award, but it gets buoyed by... I think the acting branch, again, it's conjecture, a lot of this is conjecture, we don't know, but I think the acting branch fancies itself at being the most progressive branch of the academy, even though that article from the New York Post came out where they interviewed academy members about snubs and they were, you know, but even so, if that's supposed to be your most progressive branch, that proves that those types of voters are still in the academy, and we know last year they did enough damage to propel something like Green Book to a win. I, I just have trouble seeing it. And it's going to, I think, I think your point is well taken in that it's going to have to hit a magic number, I think. respect.
1: Where, where I'm at with Parasite, that it's an A-film, minus I think I'm in the minority on that. I think you're in the, the small minority on yeah, saying minority, yeah. it's like a C-plus yeah. film or whatever you had it at. You know, I, I think I'm in a minority in the sense that. I really, really like it, but I don't love it. So I would vote it, like, number three or four on my preferential ballot, but I don't think it's getting
0: a lot of threes or fours. I think it's getting ones and fives or ones or not at all. You, you could be right, and it's interesting to note that the PGA is voted – Via preferential balloting themselves, nineteen seventeen yeah. won the PGA. So who knows what they ended up. Well, I wish these places would just give us the votes. I want the votes. Yeah, I want to
1: watch it like the the freaking two popes. I want to. <laughs> I want a docu- I want a cinematic retelling of it every single year by uh, you know basically the Stanley Kubrick of the industry, whoever that is. I want the Safdie brothers version of the voting,
0: narrated by Morgan
1: Freeman. Nar- narrated by. <laughs> someone who's not in a scandal right now other than... Ah, uh, good Raymond. point, good point, good yeah, point. Please, even you know, though it's... he was, he was <laughs> damn good at that back in the day, yes. Animated feature, Mike, uh, to transition here, went to Toy Story 4. The fact that Frozen 2 is not nominated at the Academy, does that cinch it up for Toy Story
0: 4? Yeah, I would think so, right? I, I mean... Is the front runner now coming off of the PGA's? We were looking for what the front runner would be once the Oscar noms were announced because we had the missing link with the big surprise Golden Globe win. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's safe to say this is probably the leader. I'm Crit- sure it'll be the betting favorite.
1: Critics' Choice Frozen Two somehow maybe Disney's smart maybe they pulled support for Frozen Could Two the the campaigning they're happy with their one maybe they want the uh, four billion
0: maybe they think Frozen Two can win the Best Original Song Oscar so maybe they want to after it. Yeah. They've been very smart like
1: that in the past. Anyway, the Oscar crossover with animated feature for from the pgas is 10 out of 14 71 percent and then the space race of yesteryear <laughs> did really well at the pgas because apollo 11 won best documentary essentially and then the uh other documentary that i just learned about Apollo missions to the moon which i just put on my watch list on disney plus national geographic from tom jenning's that one outstanding producer of a televised or streamed motion picture
0: yeah but the real winner amongst all things space this weekend was our future space force oh, team God. that's going to be wearing camouflage oh, in space according to our president oh why what what is camouflage in space well that's the that's the question michael what are we exactly camouflaging ourselves from in the depths of space wearing green brown and gray aliens (laughs) why 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 um apollo 11 you know it's the academy it's the documentary feature category they screwed up or they did it purposely at this point i'm not sure which is more likely but it's not there (laughs) They screwed up. I screwed up. I thought
1: it, you know, it was a different movie that got that won, and then the other different movie also didn't win. I, I was really confused by those two <laughs> awards. And then I looked at my Disney+, Plus because I knew National Geographic, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is two things. Yeah, well, there you go. A lot of stuff about space this week. Fleabag, Chernobyl, Succession keep winning. Good for them as well. Let's move on to the Ace Eddies. And I wonder if this is an important win for Parasite also, because it won bed- best, or bedded mm. Best edited
0: feature film drama. Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't see that until just now. That's not good for me. That's not good for you. No. Uh, Well, good for Parasite. Didn't get the editing nom at the BAFTAs. BAFTAs make no sense as to what's going on and what actually happens at these lower award shows. So, could be a sign of things to come. Could be absolutely right. White people. (laughs) (laughs)
1: white people are weird (laughs) feature film musical or comedy went to jojo rabbit this was
0: cool yeah like to see that jojo was kind of sad i was hoping it would upset somewhere along the line for a major win this precursor season yeah, it's, uh, this is one of her, its bigger mm-hmm. wins,
1: unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Animated feature went to Toy Story 4. We co-signed that. The yep. editing was awesome in that film. Theatrical documentary went to Apollo 11. TV documentary, Muhammad Ali, What's My Name? I've reviewed that in the past. Yes, I've you been. have. Great TV doc. Better Things, Fleabag, Killing Eve, Game of Thrones, Chernobyl, and Vice Investigates were the other ace editing
0: Ace Eddie's editing Ace Eddie's winners. Yeah. Shout out, speaking of Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage, I thought, gave a great speech at the yeah. SAG Awards for his win. Uh, that's all I have on any of that. He was awesome. He's always awesome. He I mean, always he's always awesome. terrific. Going to transition to a quick make-the-case for four items here, four Academy nominees. Michael, you have finally seen... I thought you were going to go the entire... I thought you... Like, in my head, I was like, I hope he gets to this the day after the Oscars. I'm but you finally you. saw Edge of Democracy. I'm
1: not you. I'm not going to just have a grudge. I'm not watching American Factory. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what you, what you would do. Yes. I just admit when I'm wrong... <laughs> You some insight Not baseball. familiar with that concept. And I would just say, you know, I, I apologize to folks because I was going to skip this. I wanted to skip this. I can't. It's on Netflix. So you have no principle or resolve. It's fine. Mike this movie's (laughs) terrific it's terrific so I'm glad glad I went back to it I mean it's scary it's necessary it's fast-paced it's a documentary about Brazilian politics you get a ton of history you get coverage from the most recent you know and current events from that insider's perspective yes you get a POV yes you get one side of the aisle in terms of you know the opinions involved here it is an editorial in that regard but my god do they make the case for that one political party that is getting screwed over the There, in my opinion, because the other side is making a mockery of the democratic process. Look, I don't know...
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, I
1: look. It, it, I hope this is not a prophetic thing for our, our system of uh, government well, here. But this is scary, scary stuff. You got a you know a former military guy that's running that country right now. I have no look. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. Maybe I'm dead wrong. Maybe he's a better person than this documentary made him out to be. But look, watch this movie on Netflix. May, you know research it yourself. I think it's it's really important.
0: As a documentary, how would you say it stacks up to the other four noms in the category? American Factory, The Cave, For Sama Honeyland. I don't know if you've seen them all. I know you've seen. Many most of those. Well, I've seen three of them now. Yeah. I got
1: I got to see the cave. That's going to be available to buy next week. Okay. So, or maybe at the end of this week. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna rent that for sure. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna get to Forsama. I really want to. I remember skipping it when it was out in theaters. I, I regret it. Yeah. So, and I don't. I, I might get to that one after the season if it doesn't come out soon. So, I mean, I would put The Edge of Democracy over American Factory. That's just for me. American Factory is kind of a tough watch. And I definitely put it over Honeyland, because Honeyland is just not my <laughs> cup of tea. Not my cup of tea with honey. It's just, I, I can't just do it. I just thought
0: in my head, like, the, the, the woman from Honeyland goes up to accept the Oscar. She wins. And she, <laughs> she just, just goes, just, ah! ah! Just yells. <laughs> just <laughs> yells into the microphone. <laughs> ah! 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 My ears, my ears just terrible. She's like That in a, movie. She's in a gown, she's dressed
1: up, she bows and shakes I my hand. I wonder if people who love Honeyland have a bunch of little yelling kids around them all the time and it can handle that stuff. I can't handle it. I'm like a, you know, a rural country bumpkin type. I don't want to be in cities. Like I went to New York City a couple weeks ago and I was freaked out. I hadn't been in the city. I went to college there, but I hadn't been in a long time. It's just different. It's she's a different just pace. yelling
0: and the camera cuts to Tom Hanks who's looking inquisitively and just nodding along.
1: Everybody loves Uncut Gems <laughs> as well. And it, to me, that movie is too loud. It's too insane. It drove me nuts. Honeyland Uncut Gems.
0: Yeah, I need, that, I need you, that crossover. I need the cinematic universe of the Honeyland oh, Uncut no. Gems cinematic oh, no. universe.
1: I, maybe you could take it. Maybe you could take yelling. More than I can. I was raised in yelling.
0: (laughs) I was forged by
1: it. I got a couple short film reviews, too. I want to make the case for learning to skateboard in a war zone, parentheses, if you're a girl. Mike, this is irresistible. This is set in Afghanistan. This is about little girls who were just basically left in houses in previous generations. They would not be allowed to leave the house in more strict religious sects of that culture. And here you have activists, essentially, who are also teachers literally recruiting young girls into their schools and into their sports programs and it, it this movie touched my heart it it makes you realize that kids are kids and kids are kids all over the world i mean these kids are so happy to get some structure to get have some fun to to learn it, so it's it, hopeful as, instead of harrowing it sounds like this is one of the more hopeful documentaries awesome. ever Loved hearing so that. loved watching we never it. we don't get enough of that in the documentaries we Dutch don't Arts. get enough of this a&E, it's on demand right now. It's like 18 or 27 minutes, I forget which. Uh, I think the next one's 18 minutes, but it's like a th- half hour. Go and watch it.
0: All right, now the football club, Michael. So
1: this is on YouTube. Uh, I finally got a chance to see one of the live action short nominees. Like, look, I, for like 15 minutes, I'm like, take it or leave it. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems like it's kind of a strange story where these kids come across this donkey with a bunch of drugs inside. So that's like We've the first there. minute. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And it's a story about these kids on the run from these drug dealers. And it's kind of scary. And then you get this big punchline towards the end and i'm like surprised and it's fun oh okay funny didn't think we were going there (laughs) it's on youtube right now i recommend it i mean it's it's a slight spoiler that you're getting a joke but i'm trying to give you some hope yeah i like that so go No, i'm happy i'm 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 more
0: likely to to seek that out now than i would have otherwise
1: all right the parade of sadness happens with after maria this is on netflix this is like 40 minutes long this is so very sad it's just sad and I, I, It's after the Hurricane Maria. Oh, Puerto Lord. Ricans are basically living in the Bronx at the time. This movie ends without a resolution. God. You get some very, very frustrating scenarios yeah, here. Yeah, no kidding. Getting to know uh, the people who are dealing with this issue. The film meanders a bit too much for my taste, and that's my biggest problem with it. So I probably wouldn't pick it as as my winner, but definitely think it's, it's a film worth watching on Netflix. Be ready for something heavy, but something that you, you want to, get exposed. To
0: I wonder if it'll be buoyed by the terrible story that came out in the news yesterday uh. about how Puerto Rico's emergency dire- emergency response director I think, was fired by the governor because it turned out he had a warehouse full of plastic water bottles and like disposable paper goods and stuff like that, that he just didn't distribute to the people in 2017. It's just a warehouse, they opened the warehouse doors plastic bottles as far as the eye can see filled with water at the time that they most desperately needed it. That's terrible. Uh, I, awful. So I wonder if that Shameful action because it's in the headlines now is actually going to propel this story forward to more people's cognizance. It's a documentary worth watching, like I said. And all these are worth watching.
1: Yeah. I, w- I would say I'd get behind the edge of democracy in an upset victory. I definitely think learning the skateboard in a war zone, if you're a girl, is the front runner. Walk Run Cha Cha was a great. Uh, you know doc documentary short as well i haven't seen the other live action shorts yet so I'm, I'm looking forward to that i got a couple more animated shorts that i think again a lot of these are available online despite the fact they're going to start you know showing in mm-hmm. theaters so i may do both we'll see right what i can do
0: yeah well i think that's an important point so hopefully if you want to check out the shorts and you want to get your whole oscars viewing down you'll have the opportunity to do so not only online but also hopefully near a, th- in a theater near you and Look, it's nice to hear a make the case segment where you're not really down on anything either. You're, That's fun. Yeah. are yeah, You all seem to be positive across the board. So we want to know what you guys think if you are completing your Oscars watching along with also Mike here. And I'm going to dive into these at some point before the Oscars come. Not American Factory because I'm a man of principle now. Oh, uh, <laughs> but we want to you know. you probably like it a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, it's got nothing to do with that at this point. You would like it a lot because it's inside uh,
1: baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I can't for the business of it you're a nerd like that it's just as it might as well have not
0: been made as far as I'm concerned <laughs> I'll watch it I'll watch it at some point I'm a fraud but we want to know what you guys think about all the cases that Mike just made as well as your thoughts on the PGAs and sag awards and what do you think happens come back to time we're coming down the end of the uh, the edge of the rope here the end of the this award season Sprint we want to hear from you your thoughts comments questions concerns you can leave those with us at Mike Mike and Oscar on Facebook or Instagram or at mm and Oscar on the Twitter machine we are Mike Mike and Oscar and our podcast is available anywhere that you hear podcasts including an especially Apple Podcasts. so if you wouldn't mind taking a few Minutes out of your day, few minutes, few seconds out of your day, going on the Apple Podcast app, typing in Mike, Mike, and Oscar into the search, tapping on our logo, scrolling down, and leaving us a five star review. Uh, we would really, truly appreciate that. Michael, what is coming next, and what are some words of wisdom for the fine listeners today? In terms of the words of wisdom, it works for both of those questions
1: because it's wise to send us your categories, your nominations, yeah. your winners. Keep those coming. For the upcoming Mike, Mike, and Oscars, we're getting some some responses on social media. We need more. I'll probably send a few. Boosters out via Twitter, at least uh, film Twitter. So let us know what awards you want us to discuss. Let us know what, what what nominees you want to win, and we'll make mention of that and have some fun with it. Uh, make an argument if you'd like, whatever you want. I mean, this is your show. We're gonna have fun with it. We're gonna. It's a fun way to celebrate the end of the year. To do it right before our end of the year, which is the Oscars. So to us, the film year begins and ends there. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that's appropriate. It's like WrestleMania. It's a lot of fun, and we have we have. Had a blast last year incorporating Absolutely. all your stuff. I know you didn't
0: respond to my WrestleMania comment. You want to no, take a yeah, chance
1: to do so now? Yeah. No. I, I mean, I watched how many WrestleManias in my life? One? How many Have re- you only seen one WrestleMania? Probably. One WrestleMania. I've probably have seen two Royal Rumbles. I had a wrestling oh, man. part of my life when I between like age 9 and age 12, and then again at like age 15 when I became a best friend with a kid who was into it.
0: The Royal Rumble is this My Sunday. My freshman
1: year. I, 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 I will not watch it. I'm sorry can't do it I'll I don't you, uh, don't worry
0: I'll give you a full report on uh,
1: Monday <laughs> MMOW is looking up folks but uh, what's coming up next from us we're going to finish our category reviews we got a big seven planned yeah we got guests planned awesome I think for, up. for all seven which is fun Ryan L. Terry is going to be on Wednesday's episode he's a screenwriting professor he's from R.L. Terry Real View we got some in session folks coming up we're going to be on uh, some really cool podcasts as guest hosts yeah uh, some people as in well. and
0: outside of film Twitter yes. uh, you know maybe don't normally interact with or see us interacting with, so that's going to be fun. We've
1: been working our butts off, folks, trying to get as much stuff out to you as we can. Like I said, go back and you know, hit up our back catalog. What, yes, what you missed. I mean, now's the time now that you're prepping for the Oscars, have fun with that. We put a ton of work behind it, and uh, like I I listen to an occasional back episode sometimes, and it's a blast. I mean, we're, we're having fun this year more than ever. Yeah, uh, hopefully, we're better than never. We'll see. I mean, our technique is oh, well, I was better,
0: just but... going to jump in and say, yeah. I'm, I'm getting to the point in the year where i'm getting everything confused in my head (laughs) so i'm just spitting out stuff on twitter and then i have to like erase it or edit it and be like oh shit that's not true at all i'm sorry i'm wrong like i had about crash yesterday and i just got to stop talking but i'm not going to that's i mean come on your job is to talk well that and also i'm best just stop spitting out shit that's all you know you can there's an easy way to fix this michael just don't, don't speak nonsense i'll tell you this much i'll consider it (laughs) <laughs> Guys, when reality sucks, you can come watch these movies and award show with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar trying to make award season year-round without the stuff in us. Thank you for listening. We will see you very soon. See ya.